0: going to turn things back over to mark weber now to start hour two of this morning's edition of garden talk good morning
1: good morning young man and how are you oh doing
0: well how about you
1: have you ever seen a tree that's 2640 some years old
0: have not i heard you mention that i've seen yeah. seen trees that may have been a few hundred years old but never one that old
1: yeah, you go to gardentalkblog.com. we actually have a video of it. this is in the swamps of uh, north carolina Absolutely fabulous, fabulous uh, tree. Ladies and gentlemen, in the next hour of Garden Talk, we hope to will be talking to Jesse Mag about the weather conditions, more importantly, talking to each and every one of you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290 as we begin the second hour of the three-hour extravaganza called Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio.
1: I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO,
0: Dayton's News and Talk.
2: And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend.
1: A good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we roll into hour number two of this week's edition of Garden Talk with Mark Weber. If you've got a gardening question, give us a call today at 457-1290. That'll put you right into the Master Control Studios of WHIO Radio. Sarah is our executive producer extraordinaire and she'll be more than happy to help you help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. Most importantly, this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to be talking about how uh, you should be watering your landscape, and more importantly, um, talking to each and every one of you about what is happening in your landscape and how things that you should be doing to make your landscape a whole heck of a lot better as well. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. If you would like to be part of Garden Talk, we have an open line for you. And all of that and so much more in this hour's edition of Garden Talk. And we would love to help all of you have a great landscape. Um, We're going to talk in this hour a lot about planting trees, the importance of improving your landscape, and how you should be doing a lot of these much-needed chores. I'm also going to share with all of you today, uh, we have no less than one, two, three, four phone lines available at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you into the master control studios of this very fine station. A little bit about myself as we begin this morning's broadcast. I hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State um, University. I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. And I'm also a certified professional horticulturalist as well. Um, I like to talk a lot about trees and let me explain why I like trees so well. Trees are the most complicated plants on the planet. Yes, they are. They get big. They live long years. Um, there's so many different types. Um, they produce wood, um, they produce fruit, they produce nuts, they produce shade, They provide so many different habitats for so many different other plants and animals. They are remarkable. And they are like a book that has chapter after chapter after chapter. And you seem like in your life you get to learn so many things about them. But I want to also say one thing that they do for human beings is they give more than they take. They give more than they take. And I want to talk about a little bit about what's oaks. I am a big fan of oak trees. There's a lot of different types of oaks, but most importantly, I find oaks incredibly diversified and also unique on so many different levels. Um, University of North Texas did a study on two oak tree species that are widespread across the United States and the southern part of the United States. And this study found that oaks in urban areas were incredibly, incredibly efficient uh, removers of what they call black carbon out of the atmosphere. You see trees are unique and the standpoint is that they gather, they take sunlight and they combine, take the CO2 out of the atmosphere, combine it with water. And what they create is cellulose and sugars. And it removes all these bad particulates out of the atmosphere, and, these, and it's stored inside trees, and they basically clean the air. What was interesting about the study, though, is that, that the oaks actually were a better efficient remover of carbon than other species of trees. And now in the studio, joined by Mr. Jesse
0: Matt. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I see you got your Channel 7 coffee, coffee cup. I do. People have been asking about this. Where do I get one of these? It's like I, I you could probably sell them. I, I could. Should I have a side gig? <laughs> you could sell them on
1: Amazon I'll sign or
0: sign
1: them. <laughs> yeah, you could sign your sign your uh, your your coffee
0: mugs. <laughs> it wouldn't be worth anything though, <laughs> as long as they know that.
1: You never know. You never know. Um, this dry pattern continues. It we, does. We get a little bit of rain, but not a lot, and. Um, a lot of our listeners and your viewers and are saying, you know, oh, it's no big deal. And is there any hope? Yeah. Tell me about the hope because I need all I can get right now.
0: Uh, it's looking pretty good for a, a decent wash on Monday, Monday night, and then ending sometime Tuesday morning. How much? Dur- during a drought, I always forecast hmm. conservatively. Okay. So I will say... I don't. I want to say more than a quarter because I think it's more than a quarter. Mm-hmm. So I would say in the roundabouts of a half inch for that yeah. entire thing. See,
1: well, I, I looked. at I mm-hmm. I always look at the National Weather Service's prediction models.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like I I eat a bowl of oatmeal and look at the prediction models in the morning, um, and they have it at point five. Okay, good inches. Up to point, it's really weird. Is they've got Dayton getting, I think, up to point seven five, possibly.
0: See, if this wasn't a drought, that's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. But since it's a drought, you know, I'm always gonna, I'm gonna shave down a little bit. Can you
1: explain to our listeners why it's so hard to, for it to rain a lot during a drought?
0: Well, we have no moisture available at the surface right now. Right. So sometimes, you know, like when you get these. Hot spring days, they'll just bubble up and it'll just pour because there's mm-hmm. moisture in the atmosphere. We don't have anything. Moisture
1: to, makes moisture.
0: Yeah, moisture. Yeah, moisture. Exactly. At the surface makes rain up exactly. above. Exactly. It doesn't seem like that would be the case, but um, there's just nothing getting drawn out of the soil. There's nothing mm-hmm. getting drawn out of the plants anymore. It's you know it's it's dry and unless we get a supply somewhere else, it, there's just not. Enough so what? Rain. So
1: what I fear is that being now it's October, whatever the date is, October the 19th. um, We tend, you know, August, September are months that you can kind of sometimes count on a a hurricane or tropical system to come out of the Gulf or out of the Atlantic to come into Ohio and give you, you know, a good soaker, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You get in October... You're getting close to that time when hurricane season kind of like starts to fade off, which is usually about the first by by first usually the first of November. Now there's some years like Hurricane Sandy and stuff where it was later, which really was it was Superstorm Sandy, but and but even that one we didn't get much much moisture out Mm -hmm. of it. And where I kind of fear is is that we're going down this slippery slope where. The chances of good soaking rains are going to become less and less and less. We get into the dry, arid patterns of winter, and a lot of people think winter's wet, but really winter is a dry month. These, are, these are dry months. Humidity-wise, the air that comes out of the north is incredibly dry. It's that's why we have true. a lot of plant death because of desiccation, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I have been talking so much about the need for people to water.
0: Mm-hmm. So oh, last Saturday I mm-hmm. said I talked about transitions, you know, we go mm-hmm. from like warm to cold. That's that's still, you know, that's what's Monday's chance for rain. That's that transition because we're going to get up to 75 degrees on Monday. Right. Cold front passes by and the next day the high is 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. So that's going to bring us a chance and I think this is going I think we're going to see a few more coming up here. Not as much as we need, but right. more than we've had.
1: So if our listeners are listening, that's a good tip. If our listeners are listening, if they turn on the sprinkler this weekend and let soak stuff down good. Yeah. Let's say you can get down a half an inch of water letting your sprinkler run. Mm -hmm. And then you get another half an inch come Monday.
0: Mm -hmm. You're a lot further ahead than you were were today. You can hang tight for a little bit and find out because there's a lot of uncertainty towards Friday and Saturday next week. Okay. I, uh, it's it, totally different. One shows a lot of rain and one shows literally sunshine. Really? So it's too far. But again, I, I feel like we're seeing a lot of these transitions where that's what sparks up the rain. So it just depends where it happens, I guess.
1: Um, I did see in the weather models and it's... Saw something about winds pretty high on Monday. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, that low that's... Um, Forming, that's it's sucking in the warm air from the south. That's okay. why we get warm. Then we get the cold front. That's why it gets cold. That's a that's going to be a decently strong low, and that's um, it's not moving all that fast. So it will bring some good winds Monday and probably into Tuesday. How think, high? Um, I think, I think gusts as high as about thirty-five miles per hour. Oh. Nothing, nothing to see. I saw one
1: one weather dude. Weather one, one weather dude was saying wind gusts. Of 80 miles an hour.
0: Well, that I'm just talking about for us. I uh-huh. haven't looked uh, elsewhere because th- it okay. is a pretty strong low. So maybe somewhere they do have some. So
1: where's the low tracking? Where's the intensity? It's going
0: to be to the north of us. Oh. So that's. You know, How far
1: north? Tell me.
0: A uh, number of states, maybe a, a state or two.
1: Oh, so not like Northern Ohio?
0: No. Okay. Nope. Because I
1: have to be in Northern Ohio on Monday. <laughs> Good, the, question. the whole
0: week does look pretty breezy okay so
1: yeah i gotta i do an inspection in a woods the woods on monday and i'm thinking to myself am i gonna be out there in the middle of a battle zone? Oh man, <laughs>
0: i hope it's early the earlier the better
1: good yeah it is early good
0: <laughs> good good
1: good i going to wear my hard hat anyway so yeah. hopefully my hard. <laughs> yeah will, you might need hard hat will keep my hard head from getting whacked um <laughs> that way uh, thank you so much for stopping by Jesse. We always enjoy your, 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 your analysis. And, I enjoyed as well. And, and I, <clears throat> I think, I think one thing that we do every week is kind of bring more out of the weather forecast that they watch, understand the the real impacts of these things. And I think it's really, really useful to our listeners. And so. you
0: have very useful information too. We use your stuff on air a lot.
1: I know. You guys plagiarize me all the time. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I like being plagiarized. I'll throw you a bone next time. No, you're fine. <laughs> I
1: just want to sign coffee mug. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You have a good day, Jesse. <laughs> See you, Mark. You you, Folks, that was Jesse Mack from New Center 7. And uh, when we come back, we'll give you an updated uh, weather forecast, which is simply the same old, same old, same old record. And uh, take your calls at 457-1290. Four lines available for your use here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
2: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's 724, 24 minutes after 7 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7.
0: A chilly start, some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there, very comfortable as we head into the evening and overnight hours. Not quite as cool, only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live
1: Doppler 7 radar is completely clear right now. We have got 40 degrees up at the airport. We have got uh, 42 in Springboro, 32 at my house. On the uh, station that you can depend on for weather, traffic, and news, this is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk.
1: 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk on this beautiful Saturday morning in the southwest Ohio. There's an open line for you today. If you would like to join us, we would love to talk to you about whatever's going on. In your gardening world, and a couple little uh, tidbits that I want to share with all of you, next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to be doing What Plant I Am, but most importantly, we are going to be having a lot of fun talking to each and every one of you. I also want to share with all of you that uh, when um, coming up, and I'm going to give you a couple of really important dates, on uh, November the 20th, there is going to be a very special event it's going to be held over at Snyder Park and Gardens in Arboretum over in Springfield, and it's entitled uh, "Tree Roots: The Real Story." Um, I'm going to be giving a two-hour PowerPoint lecture on how tree roots function, how they expand, how much need the how much room tree roots actually need to grow to flourish, how frequently tree roots die um the seasons in which tree roots actually do grow how they manage decay and how different tree species have different root architectures and what things happen in the soil that influence those architectures um all of that and plus we're going to be doing a tree planting demonstration as well as a um a tree root excavations to show you different architectural qualities of different tree roots. This class is a whopping 50 bucks, and all the proceeds go directly to the Ohio Chapter ISA's scholarship fund. Um, to sign up, you will need to go to the Ohio Chapter website, and get, you can get signed up for it so that you can be part of it. There are currently, I believe, four continuing credit um, educational units now available through the ISA for this event. And I believe it's been applied for for certified foresters as well as for landscape and garden center and nursery technicians through the ONLA. So a great cause, a great educational program, and all of it is completely reasonably priced. And by the way, we only have 30 seats available, which means that uh, once we fill up, there is not going to be no one else available to come into the doors and uh, all of that. Is happening um, on November 20th, and I would suggest if you have any interest, get signed up sooner than later because I will almost bet my bottom dollar um, that that one will sell out very, 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 very quickly. Also, I want to remind all of you as well um, that when you are looking for a certified arborist to work on your landscape, you can find yours at a website called Trees. Number four, ohio.org. And with that also being said, the next time that your license plates come up for renewal, I would encourage you to renew with the new chapter's website, treesforohio.org. All the proceeds for that license plate go directly to the chapter's scholarship fund and for the research for the betterment of trees in Ohio. It's a very worthy cause. I think I was the second um person in ohio to get mine and i hope that you get yours and uh i think you will be very 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 pleased with the license plate as well well folks that'll wrap it up for our number two, one and a half <laughs> of garden talk into the newsroom with mr Audi. and when we come back we'll be talking to randy tischer from green velvet sod farms and of course your calls at 4571290 on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on 1290 and 957 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning,
1: Mr. Tisher.
3: Well, good morning, sir. I like uh, I like that forecast you were just talking
1: about. A little bit better. It <laughs> only had one way to go. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's but the thing is, Mister Tisher, like we said, half an inch ain't going to cut it. <laughs>
3: no, it's not. I know. I know. I know. But, I wish we wish we'd be talking about something different. Or I feel like I'm a broken record every no, time I talk to you on every Saturday.
1: But the thing is, this, Mister Tisher or Randy, we we're, you know, I I I look at a lot of plants in my week, weekly things that I do. And when I see properties um, where, you know, it's so dry that there's cracks that I I could literally take a, a half inch dowel rod and shove it down in the ground, 12, 14 inches in, in the ground. Um, that's scary dry. <laughs> yep. And the reality is, is that, you know, fertilizers don't work unless they're wet. Um, grass roots don't grow very well if they're not wet. Holotime co doesn't work if it's not wet. Broadleaf weed control applications don't work unless it's wet. And most importantly, soon to be late season nitrogen onto the lawn is not going to work very well if it's not wet. So you better make it
3: wet. Yeah, you just, uh, you just took all my, uh, all my topics to talk about. And, uh, (laughs) and basically you're right. If we don't get some rain, they aren't going to be, uh. They aren't going to be great choices, but that's what we're looking at. Uh, normally, we would be talking about just that uh, uh, fall fertilization. We'd be talking about fall mm-hmm. time correlation, and now is the perfect time to do that. Uh, broadleaf weed control. There is no better time in the whole year to to, 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 to try to control broadleaf weeds and uh, and uh, and not uh, be than right now because of the metabolism and that plant is going down so that broadleaf uh, herbicide is getting transported straight down to the, to the bottom of the root and you get a complete kill on your broadleaf weed uh, herbicide this time of the year and, and of course late season uh, high nitrogen fertilization is just right around the corner so you're right. Everything I've got to talk about needs, uh, <laughs> needs a lot of uh, moisture to uh, get that plant back in gear in order to take advantage of and uh, and i hope uh you know maybe we're maybe we're going to turn the corner here this this week uh, at least he's talking about rain uh, this uh, this monday tuesday and maybe at uh, the end of the week uh so so at least we're talking about it
1: yeah <laughs> it, it this weather though you know randy this weather reminds me um reminds me of almost like colorado it's very arid yeah um and arid arid conditions lead to more arid conditions and the reality is is then you put this into perspective you take an area like uh, denver colorado where it's very arid there and the only moisture that they get is in the winter time and that's by snow um they they're very limited what type of things they can grow i mean compared to what we can grow here in ohio and it's related to moisture (laughs) um and the bottom line is 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 if we want to grow Kentucky bluegrass and turf type tall fescue, it requires water. And if we don't water, it's not going to grow. Simply. That's what it
3: boils down to. And I will tell you, Mark, uh, uh, I can tell you because of our seed sales in October, there are a lot of people that, uh, that have planted a lot of grass seed in October and, uh, and are still planting grass seed and, uh, and taking, a, taking chances. And uh, the only way they're going to succeed is if they do that. Water, water, water and uh and and so that's the that's the that's the key for the day. I mean that's the key for the seems like the, the key word for the last uh, three months. But uh yeah. don't stop watering is all I can tell people to do. Don't stop watering. Keep watering your lawn and and uh fertilization, if you can fertilize it and water it. Uh, that's all I, all I know how to do right now.
1: And, and I will say that if folks, if you do water and you do apply some fertilizer, like starter fertilizer, you will see a remarkable change in your lawn. I mean, within probably a week or two. Oh
3: yeah.
1: Um, and you're going to keep what you got. Now I, I have to say something else too, Randy. Um, I, I've seen so many lawns that when I look at it, and I get down on my knees and I scratch, they're nothing alive. Yeah. <laughs> nothing alive. Even There's not even any broadleaf weeds alive down there. Um, you know, for our listeners, wh- where's going to be the path back to get a lawn back? Tell, talk, I think we need to start talking about that because winter seeding may be an option, but if we're still that dry, how is the seed going to get into the soil? <laughs>
3: Well, you know, but that is uh, that's my next uh, my next window for seeding is uh, is winter dormant seeding, and I usually uh, I'm usually a big promoter of that. If you've got a, a thin lawn, if you normally when winter dormant seedings work well when you've got a, a lawn that you can see the the soil through. Uh, they don't work well with real thatchy lawns because the grass seed never seems to be able to find its way down to the soil on a real thatchy lawn, but for lawns that are, are, are got a thin, thin layer of thatch or no thatch at all, bare dirt uh, the lawns, uh, uh, you can be Johnny Appleseed with your grass seed, throw it down and walk away, and Mother Nature will plant that grass seed for you over the winter with the freezing and thawing and the, the snow and the rain and the sleet and the, all the, the, the little precip- precipitation that we get over the winter. Uh, mother nature will draw that grass seed plant down into the soil and plant it for you Uh, that's provided we actually get that precipitation and and uh... winter conditions which we normally do so we have to assume we will uh... the the biggest thing you need to realize with a winter dormant seeding is you don't want to plant it plant that grass seed too soon and uh... and take the chance that that grass seed tries to germinate so I don't feel confident uh, doing a winter dormant seeding before the middle of December, just in the in the in the case that we do get a, a warm up and that soil does try to germinate that grass seed, Mark. But uh, you know, I think I think if your lawn is a fairly level lawn and you don't have a lot of uh, uh, you know erosion uh, potential on your lawn, not a hillside or something like that, I really love winter dormant seedings most years. Now right. maybe this year is going to be that. Uh, one year where uh, where it doesn't work so well. I don't know. I hope this uh, weather pattern changes. I, I have, you know, it usually does eventually. So hopefully we'll uh, be on the winter dormant seating bandwagon here in another, uh, another six weeks or so.
1: Outstanding. Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much for all you do, and I hope you have a fantastic Saturday. And uh maybe I'll maybe we'll get so much rain on Monday that this conversation will stop.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking about something else.
1: <laughs> There's that famous rock and roll song, Dream On. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm dreaming. I know, me too. Take care, Randy. Talk to you later. You bet.
2: Bye bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
1: 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's legendary broadcast. Also, you can join us live at uh, GardenTalkBlog.com. And uh, we're going to take a break here in just a little bit. And when we come back, we'll be giving you a lot of great tips and taking your calls and, uh, most importantly, helping you along with your landscape. 457 lines available. Give us a call right now on Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Good morning, everybody. Let's check out
0: the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. A chilly start. Some places seeing frost to begin the day. Temperatures beginning in the 30s, but we rebound all the way up towards a high near 70 degrees. Mostly sunny skies out there, very comfortable as we head into the evening and overnight hours. Not quite as cool, only dropping to a low of 49 degrees before we hit the 70s once again on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current
1: scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows beautifully clear skies this morning, a beautiful sunrise off to the eastern horizon, uh, but no rain. Um, 29, woo, cold up in Urbana, 39 in Springfield, 36 in Xenia, 39 in Wilmington, 33 in Hamilton, 36 in Eaton and... Uh, Heat wave in Springboro at 42. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
2: It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. I'm done hating myself for
1: Okay, 457 is the number of the dial. Let's head to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Mike. Mike, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk.
4: Well, thank you very much. Thank uh, you, sir. Speaking to you from the banks of the Stillwater River. Oh. And uh, we had some oak tree damage here during the tornado. But first, I'd like to tell you that my broadleaf weeds and my lawn are doing just fine. <laughs> Good to hear. Okay,
1: I'm glad you're in good shape. <laughs> okay.
4: Hey, a uh, couple of questions about trees. Uh one I'm, I'm I live on the banks of the Stillwater River. Been here for about 20 years. Mhm. And I really liked uh, the huge tree oak trees we had here along the river. And some of them are over 300, 350 years old, and a tornado just raised havoc with those things. Yeah. And now I need to replace trees also in my yard and my first question about this is i visited a guy some years ago and he had this beautiful tree shaped exactly like a mushroom just like a morel mushroom okay and whenever i search that on online all i get is pictures of mushrooms <laughs> that's all i get so okay. i'd like to uh see if you know what type of tree that would be oh uh, could be a couple and, different
1: uh, it could be a couple different trees shaped like that Um, the first one that comes to my mind that's very similar to, um, the morel mushroom tree, um, is a globosa maple and it's, it's actually a Norway maple and it's Acer plantinoides globosum and, um, It's been in the trade a while. It's been around in in, in the trade for many, many years. I don't know if the nurseries are still producing it like they did at one point in time. I mean, I used to grow it in containers years ago. Um, But it grows like a Morel mushroom. And uh, it has green foliage on it. And it's got the big green leaves that the Norway maple has. And it typically has a height and spread of about 15 to 20 feet. And it creates a very dense, compact crown.
4: All right. Well, the one I remember was taller than that. So Okay. Go ahead.
1: And uh, the next, there is also columnar maples that kind of can be shaped and grown that same way. And uh, there's, there's a number of different columnar maples. There's also columnar oaks that can be done like that. As well. All right. Um, there's also um, a top grafted, a um, couple of top grafted, there's a top grafted uh, black locust that could probably give you that same effect. And there's also, let me think about this, there's also a um, weeping um, mulberry. Make it probably give you that same effect. So lots of choices.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I was beginning, beginning to wonder.
1: Yeah. And see, this is, this is the thing you're up against. And, and and I need to say this. The thing you're up against is a lot of these kind of plants are out there, but the vast majority of the buying public will never buy them. Because they don't know about them, and two, they don't appreciate them, and it's only typically plant nerds like me and landscape architects and people like that that have an appreciation for them, or 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 arboretums and places like that is where you'll find them at. Um, unfortunately, we live in a very, very uh, how do I say this dull plant world these days with with you know a lot of you know I, I go to a lot of places and I'm always. Sh- saddened by the fact of the lack of plant selection choices. A lot of your local nurseries, and I say local, like the Knoll Woods of the world and places like that, tend to have those kind of rarity items. Um, But they have maybe one or two for the season, and then somebody sees it, buys it, and it's gone. So if you find something that you want, you might want to work with a local nursery and try to you know, order what you're looking for and have them kind of do the hard work because a lot of these kind of plants are grown in the western United States and shipped to the east or grown in the eastern nurseries like in New Jersey or Connecticut or in states like that or down south and shipped north Ohio you know Ohio's nursery industry is not what it was 20 years ago we have less nurseries than we've ever had and a lot of it's related to economics and a lot of you know other issues out there but we don't have the nurseries that we used to have
4: okay well i'm in my 70s so i don't think i'll be able to uh relax under the shade of this tree but somebody's got to do it no but you know what
1: the thing is is that i also want to say to you is that living on the banks of the Stillwater, you're sitting on top of some pretty deep rich loamy soils that you know are perfect for growing trees and you know plant it, plant some more shade trees in your landscape, plant some oaks, plant you know my my big thing always is is that uh, I can tell you from personal experiences that all trees, if they're given the right site, will grow rapidly and 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 do their job in a fairly short period of time. And my gosh sir, in, in our day and age, most people are living into their in, into their 90s and even hundreds these days. man, you're seventy years young. <laughs> OK, well, thanks for the
4: encouragement. Thanks no, for the
1: encouragement. I'm being positive. You know, I people said somebody, somebody, somebody said something the other day to me. He goes, Mark, you know, you're going to be 59 in December. And I said, OK, is that a problem? And they go, no, but you're getting old. I go, no, I'm not getting old. I'm just getting started. So, you know, my gra- my grand I get, I'll tell you a quick story. I got enough time to say this. My grandmother lived in the, to be nearly 100 years old. And this woman, you know, her, she lost nearly her whole family um, to tuberculosis. And uh, she raised um, three brothers and sisters in the middle of the Depression. Um, she went to work. She quit school and she worked hard her whole life. And she started to paint China, um, hand paint China when she was like 75 years old. And this woman painted like, like, like some of the most beautiful things. I have plates in my house that she painted. In fact, she painted me a, a birthday plate every year for the first 10 years of my life. And I mean, she always would write a special message on the back of the plate. The interesting thing is, is my grandmother didn't start painting until she was 75. And she stopped painting within a month of the day she died. And she created some of the most beautiful things you'd ever see in your life. So, that's I, that's I, you know, and that's, that's where I'm trying to say to everybody out there, age is, in, is a state of mind. And you can be as old and as young as you want to be. It's up to you to decide which you're going to be. And if you're going to be green, you're going to grow. If you're ripe, you're rot. And too many people spend too much time feeling sorry for themselves. when we have so many wonderful blessings around us. And uh, we have the opportunity to do it each and every day, when soon as that, that sun breaks in the morning. So, and so I wish you the best, and uh, enjoy have, enjoy no the questions. next 25 years of your life. Okay.
4: <laughs> all right. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since I've lost all these big oak trees, I'd like to get an appraisal on my losses. And I looked up some stuff in Purdue, and they had a big thing about measuring how to do all this. And I thought, well, I my personal Measurement probably is not going to be good.
1: Yeah, you want to work with a with a qualified tree and plant appraiser. Yes. And you're speaking to one as we speak. If you, <laughs> I do stuff all like right. that. Yeah, I do stuff like that all the time for people all over the United States. So call my office. I'll be happy to work with you. Just give us a call. Okay. All right, we'll do that. Thank you, sir. What? Good yep. luck to you, Mike. All right, bye bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number two of Garden Talk. Stand by because What Plant I Am is going to start very, very shortly. We want to hear from each and every one of you in the next hour of Garden Talk at 457-1290 as we're going to do What Plant I Am and so much more here on Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 957-WHIO.